Hey folks, Hyrulean here, and welcome back to another episode of Bonus Points. I've got something to admit, folks, something I've never admitted before in my entire time making both the Switched podcast and this little mini-podcast Bonus Points. I am mildly allergic to cats. That's right. It's not something I'm proud of, but it is something that... I wanted to clear the air about. I have never really addressed on the show how I am mildly allergic to cats, and I've got the sense that some people, just from hearing my voice, could kind of tell that I was allergic to cats. So I wanted to come out and say I am mildly allergic to cats. I'm sorry I didn't make it more obvious early on. I swear I will never mislead you, the audience, ever again. I need to take this in stride and learn my lesson from this and carry on with my life. But I hope you folks will forgive me and continue supporting my show. Uh, But that being said, I should also mention the fact that because of that, I've never been a big cat person. I actually uh, dated a girl one time who had like four fucking cats and it was miserable. I basically couldn't go over to her house without feeling all itchy and sniffly and it sucked and uh yeah so that's why that relationship didn't last longer than a month uh but anyway enough about my drama i'm here today to talk about stray that rhymed and i didn't even mean it to stray is a game that took the world by storm last year in 2022 and kind of blew the doors off of indie games being Game of the Year candidates because Stray was right up there with Horizon Forbidden West, Elden Ring, God of War, and some others for Game of the Year at the Game Awards. And I'm not going to lie, when I saw it was listed next to God of War, I was like, oh my god, there is no way this fucking kitty cat game is worthy of even holding a torch to God of War Ragnarok. And so, I gotta admit, I talked a lot of shit about the game, and that was partially in part of the fact that I was so shocked that it was up for Game of the Year against God of War and Elden Ring, and also partially because I never gave the chance uh, to try the game because I am not a cat person whatsoever. And again... That all ties back into my origin story, which, as I explained, involves the fact that I am mildly allergic to cats. Yes, I apologize. Gotta clear the air. But I ended up actually playing Stray shortly after wrapping up recording on my Hyrule Award Game of the Year special. And... This is going to break the fourth wall a little bit, but that Hyrule Award special, despite being uploaded yesterday on the 31st, was actually recorded many weeks in advance. So I played Stray basically from Christmas Day when I received it all the way until mm, about the 30th-ish on and off for about five to six hours total 
I've completed the game, and on today's episode of Bonus Points, I'm going to share my thoughts and opinions and kind of explain why I think the game is marginally overhyped and why it's also marginally underrated. So, without further ado, folks, enough dilly-dallying. Let's get into it. Stray. No transition. Uh, Really quickly, too, I want to mention the reason I ended up getting Stray was because I received it as a gift. My lovely fiancé took it upon herself to seek out a game that I had not mentioned being interested in playing and not even mentioned it all to her uh, and to try and buy one for me because she wanted to surprise me with a game I was not expecting for Christmas. And so she did a bunch of research and she'd heard a lot about Stray and she knew the game had a cyberpunk setting and she knows that I love that sort of cyberpunky, futuristic-y theme and she knows I got burned by Cyberpunk 2077, but I still love that sort of theme anyway. And so she thought it would be the perfect fit. And she researched a whole bunch of stuff, including watching multiple game review videos and reading multiple articles. And basically she made sure it was a good game and then she set out to find the best platform for me to play it on. And she ended up landing on the PlayStation 5 version of the game, which I was going to get it on PC if I got it, but I'm not complaining because I actually didn't know this, but the game was having some weird performance stuttering issues when it first released on PC. That might be fixed up now, but she actually, in her research, read enough to know to avoid the PC version out of fear that it wouldn't work well with my system. Which was smart as well because my system has also been having a lot of issues recently and has not been working the best. So I really think she picked the best platform. And when I opened it on Christmas morning, there was a whole list of reasons as to why I should give it a shot. And I just wanted to bring all this up to say that I'm really grateful and it was really awesome. And it was a nice little thoughtful gift. And it definitely contributed to making my Christmas along with a lot of other stuff she did so shout out to her thank you very much Um, and yeah so after that despite kind of deciding to not play Stray I all of a sudden had it sitting in my lap nothing better to do had a couple days off work and I was like you know what what the hell I'm gonna play Stray and I was very pleasantly surprised so What is the story of Stray? In Stray, you play as a cat, and you live with other cats in the wilderness, and due to a platform you're trying to jump across, falling and breaking, you slide down into a hole in the ground full of trash. And where you find yourself is essentially this mysterious underground city. And there's like robots and evil bugs and shit. And basically you make it your goal to return to the surface to reunite with your cat brethren. While also helping out this cute little robot guy and other humanoid robot that you manage to find along the way. Now, since this is a game that is so approachable and on so many different platforms, 
and so short and finishable. I'm not going to go any further into the story in this podcast, mostly because I don't want to spoil it because it's such a straightforward but very interesting plot. And if you play the game and sit down and actually give it a shot, you can easily finish this game. It's about five hours if you're slow. And there's even an achievement for beating it in far less than that. So there you have it, folks. It's a short game. Deal with it. And I know we kind of have this whole thing about short video games equal not worth the money, but if you call back to my Resident Evil 8 review, I actually had a very long-winded discussion about how it doesn't matter if a game is 6 hours or 600 hours, if you feel like you got your money's worth out of it in enjoyment, then it's worth it. And the truth is, I'm not going to be able to tell you for sure if this game is going to be something that you're going to enjoy or not, but that being said... I would encourage you to give things that you might not necessarily enjoy a try, break out of your comfort zone, because that's how you'll find games that you love that you never expected to love. I definitely didn't think I was going to like this game, and I ended up liking it quite a bit. But that's sort of the TLDR on the story and a little bit about the length. Basically, you're a kitty cat. You're trying to escape this city. You have a little robot drone guy who's your buddy, and... uh, There's big robots as well that are like people, and you try and help them out as well along the way. Scary bugs, ah. Um, And that's sort of the TLDR on the story. So let's move on to the gameplay. So what is Stray actually like to play? Honestly, to give you a one game comparison, Uh, That kind of sums it up pretty perfectly. Stray is, in many ways, a more serious Untitled Goose Game. If you've never played Untitled Goose Game, I'll explain it anyway. If you have, you'll know exactly what you're getting into. Basically, it's a third-person action game where you run around this world doing parkour as a kitty cat. Some people love the movement control, some people hate them. I'm more on the love side, and I never found the lock-on to where you have to jump to specific points to be an issue, but apparently a lot of people found that to be a problem. I always felt it to feel really fluent and really, like, easy to understand, and it made it clear where I could and couldn't go. And basically, if there's a surface within a certain amount of distance from you, you can probably jump to it barring the fact that there's not spikes or anything. And essentially, there are multiple open areas for you to explore that aren't super large, and they're connected by more linear levels. And there's some areas where you'll come back to them multiple times, and there's other areas where it's one long stretch and you'll go through it one time and then never again. But thankfully, every chapter in the game is replayable anytime. So if you missed any of the collectibles, or if you didn't finish any of the side quests, you can go back at any time and finish those up, and it'll count towards your progression towards the rest of the game, which is really, really nice. Um, And that's to say as well, I should probably talk about 
some of the puzzles and exploration and quest related stuff. So basically a lot of the puzzles are environment puzzles and the reason why I said Untitled Goose Game earlier is because it's very similar in the sense that you're doing a lot of analyzing the environment and you have objectives like get to point B and you kind of just got to look at the world around you and find a way to manipulate it in small ways to complete your goals. Like let's say there's a locked door and there's a robot and he's sweeping. If you can find a way to take away his broom, he has to go into the closet to get a new one and you can get into the locked door. Stuff like that. And that's basically what a simple puzzle would be like in Stray. Usually they are multi-parted and you have to complete multiple small objectives to finish a quest for somebody. And honestly, it's a really, really great system. It feels very similar in terms of like the puzzle solving in Untitled Goose Game, but since Stray has a more serious story and a more serious tone overall, it feels far more substantial. And the game is also significantly more chill when you're solving the puzzles. The music's really nice, it's just a relaxing game. And in addition to puzzles in the environment, there are also lots of hidden areas and collectibles to find. And what's really neat is since this game has the unique twist that you're playing as a cat, you're able to squeeze into a lot of small areas that you wouldn't be able to be if you were basically any other character and you're able to sneak into buildings in ways that you would not expect and basically the way you interact with the environment is significantly different than pretty much any other game available. Again it is very much similar to Untitled Goose Game in the fact that you don't have total control over the environment if you were like a human in the game. You're very restricted and you kinda have to manipulate people and manipulate objects to sort of complete your goals and it's very simple but it's very interesting like because it forces you to think outside of the box which is really really awesome and it's one of the reasons I really liked Untitled Goose Game as well um, and it's really neat finding like little secret hidden areas and then you can scan these like blue bubble things with your robot guy and he'll have a memory associated with it and those memories not only help you towards your completion of the game also collecting the memories provides lore to not only the robot himself but also to the world that you're inhabiting in this game because you really are inhabiting it this game's world is like super well developed and it has a huge history and it's very thought-provoking and interesting and they have a lot of interesting, unique stuff going on. I really enjoyed what they did with the world in this game. It, it felt really lived in. Something in regards to the gameplay that was really take it or leave it for me personally was the general cat shit you can do. And I feel like if you're a cat person, you probably would love it. But since I'm not, I don't think I got what I was supposed to out of it. But basically, scattered throughout the world, 
there are opportunities to scratch at posts, to scratch at rugs, to put paper sacks on your head, to lay down and relax next to a robot person, and do other random cat shit. And it doesn't really further anything. It's just kind of there to be there. And I feel like you get a lot out of this as a cat person. The one thing that I did find very fun and interesting, though, was the ability to just create chaos by uh, tripping people and knocking things off of shelves. That was really enjoyable, and they used the knocking things off shelves for puzzles a lot, which made me appreciate it even more. But the other stuff that you can do, like scratching at posts and that kind of thing, not so much. You do occasionally scratch at doors to get people to open them for you, uh, so that was good. But, you know, I could kind of have some of this miscellaneous cat simulation stuff be a little more take it or leave it but I'm sure the target audience for this game which is cat lovers of course probably really appreciated all of that like cute cat role playing that they got to do and they probably really enjoyed it so good for them uh, not necessarily my thing but I don't think it took away from the game too much and it was mostly optional the meow button was greatly appreciated and reminded me a lot of the honk button from Untitled Goose Game. Now, another thing I want to mention is the robots themselves have really, really interesting personalities. And what I mean by that is every single NPC in this game, for the most part, is named, has some dialogue to say, and has some sort of, like, goals and objectives and wishes and they talk to you about it uh, because your little robot friend actually translates them for you so they can talk to you you can't talk back to them but they can tell you all about their backstory and their uncle's brother and all that stuff and i loved it if you're not somebody who likes to read dialogue this game might be a little dialogue heavy for you but overall i found it so endearing hearing about like this robot and how they really like to paint and stuff like that and I just I, I got a kick out of it I'm sorry and there is sort of like a main cast of robots that you meet throughout the game in addition to the random NPCs littering around the world and the main cast were even more unique so really really good stuff there now while most of the game has a pretty zen, puzzle-solvy, exploration-y atmosphere. I cannot stress enough, there are some fucking stressful moments in this game. On the surface, it seems like a very zen, relaxing experience, but there are moments where I wasn't frustrated, I wasn't angry, but I was genuinely distressed. And it was because either, like, the cat was getting hurt, or... There were, like, stuff chasing the cat or shit like that. The one thing that I am going to go ahead and spoil is these bugs. These bugs are fucking terrifying. They're adorable, but if they catch the cat that you play as in the game, if they catch your cat, they will literally latch onto the cat, and the controller for the PS5, you can just hear sucking noises, and then you die. The cat can die, and it's terrifying. It's so terrifying. 
and the moments where the cat is being chased by the bugs and they keep like just managing to catch up and jump onto him and you have to meow to get them to hop off is so stressful and it's so high intensity and it really made my heart rate go and I thought it was really awesome but it was really stressful so if you see clips of this game and you're like oh this looks peaceful this looks relaxing it has its moments for sure but it also has moments where I was more stressed out than playing God of War so do with that what you will but needless to say without spoiling puzzles without spoiling story stuff I think you have a general idea of what the gameplay of Stray is like. It's basically wandering around zones or completing more linear levels, finding collectibles like your memories for your little robot friend, or miscellaneous other junk to help out other robots for side quests. And you can even take all that junk and if you give it to them and you help them out with the side quest, you might get rewarded with a badge. And your little cat uniform you wear can have badges attached to it and I thought that was a really sweet touch. Overall, a very satisfying gameplay loop. In my opinion, fairly tight controls. The movement feels good in my opinion. Some people don't like it. Again, your mileage may vary on that. But above all else, really really decent puzzle solving as well all of the puzzles felt challenging enough to make me think for like a couple minutes and easy enough that I was not frustrated because I was having a hard time figuring them out I think they lean a little more on the easy side compared to the hard side but overall really really good and interesting puzzles I'd say so there's the gameplay <laughs> Well, folks, there we have it. A little review of Stray. Since this game is so short, it's the perfect title to review on bonus points instead of the Switched podcast. There was no way I was getting a full, you know, hour, two-hour review out of this game, but it really is a nice little game, and I think it's well worth the price. Normal price is $40, but it's regularly been going on sale for around $20 to $25, and at 20 to 25 it's an absolute purchase for me. It's seriously such a nice, refined, polished indie game. And it has elements from a lot of other games that I really, really like. All sort of wrapped up in a nice package. Overall, for an indie game, this feels insanely polished. And I think it was well-deserving of its Game of the Year nomination. This feels polished enough to be a AAA game, and yet it came from a small indie studio. If this game came out in 2021 and was up against It Takes Two and the rest of those games, it would have destroyed them. This game is such a delight to play. It's such a perfectly trimmed package. There's no excess bullshit. The game has the perfect amount of content it doesn't feel tedious at any point it's just a really solid really refined package and above all else it's a really fun puzzle game it's a really fun exploration game and hey it's got a decent story and a pretty good soundtrack to boot as well so 
I really couldn't find too much to complain about with Stray. If there was anything that I could, it would just be that I hope there's more. And this might be a spoiler in your opinion, it might not be. Seems like they might be setting up for a Stray 2 possibly, so... If they do that, I will certainly be playing it and anticipating it, but this game as it stands was a great standalone indie release, and I'm excited to see what this team can cook up because this was kind of just a nice little break from, you know, the monotony of playing like 60-hour games with massive stories and massive characters and huge overarching plots and tons of collectibles and side missions and stuff. This was kind of just a pure, straightforward video game experience. A nice single-player time, you know? And I'm really grateful I got to play it. I really shafted this game and did not give it any attention at all. And I regret it so much now because this was a game that I could just play in a week and appreciate and enjoy and there was no stress and worrying if I was going to be able to complete it or not. I actually basically 100% completed the game in my five hours too and it really felt like, you know, fulfilling. It felt like it was a good experience. All of the characters and story had emotional weight. It was just a solid game. I'm rambling now. It was a solid package. What more could you want, you know? It's definitely it's definitely it's definitely a shorter title. It's definitely a title to play in between big game releases. For me, it's going in between God of War and Kirby and the Forgotten Lands, so <laughs> probably about as good of a transitional title as I could have hoped for. And then after I finish Kirby, I'm going to move on to High on Life, so huge flip-flops all around here but overall this game was just super solid and if you can pick it up for 20 bucks on a sale you're definitely getting your money's worth in my opinion but hey I do want to emphasize your opinion on the movement might make or break the game for you and also you might value your games differently than I do I got enough enjoyment and happiness out of this game that if I would have thrown 20 bones out for it, I would have been satisfied, and I would not have been upset. But that being said, I did get it as a gift, so my money was technically not on the line. But in my head, if I'm thinking this is a $20 game, I definitely got my money's worth. And even if I paid 40 I could maybe understand, because it feels bigger budget than it must have been and it feels significantly more polished than we can expect out of even AAA game developers in this day and age. So overall, really solid package. I'm feeling a solid 8 or 9 out of 10 on this one. Really, really good game. And definitely would have been probably up there for my game of the year in 2021. Unfortunately, it was packed into... A very good 2022 of gaming. There were lots of excellent titles in 2022, but this was just kind of another one. And since it was a smaller team, a smaller budget, I felt like it kind of just got shoved under the rug a little bit more. And it definitely 
was not designed to take on the big dogs like Santa Monica with God of War or, you know, uh, fucking whatchamacallit, uh, shit, what's the studio called that makes Dark Souls and Elden Ring? Their name's on the tip of my tongue. Those guys, you know? Elden Ring's a 100-hour-plus game, and this game's just a 4-hour to 6-hour little jaunt where you play as a cat, and you kind of just roam around. And so, you know, for what it is, it's worth it. It's a great time. Go check it out. And hey, happy 2023. This is going out on the 1st. If you missed the Hyrule Awards for 2022, they just dropped yesterday on the 31st. I covered lots of my favorite games from 2022, except for Stray. I finished Stray in the last couple days, uh, but you should definitely listen to it anyway. I talk about a lot of other great games in there as well. And while I'm at it, uh, last year, on the exact same day as I finished Stray, but one year prior, I finished Disco Elysium, which was my first ever 10 out of 10 game. And it was another kind of dystopian, cyberpunky game and I really recommend that as well you should definitely go check out my review for Disco Elysium Uh, I was in a very similar headspace um, when I played this game when I played Disco Elysium and I think if you enjoy Disco Elysium there's some elements of Stray you would enjoy as well so definitely go check it out Stray is definitely not as intense as Disco Elysium but you know there's some crossover there Uh, But yeah, either way, folks, have a fantastic 2023. Thanks for stopping in to listen to the first podcast of the year, and have yourselves a fantastic day. Bye-bye.